Section 25 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 6, Number 3, September 1870. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Larry Wilson. The American Bee Journal, Volume 6, Number 3, September 1870, by Various. Death of James T. Langstroth Mr. Editor, I desire to offer, through the medium of the American Bee Journal, a slight tribute of respect to the memory of James T. Langstroth, the only son of Reverend L. L. Langstroth, whose death was announced in the July number of the journal. Mr. James T. Langstroth was well known to most of the leading beekeepers of the country, either personally or through business correspondence relating to bee culture, during the last ten years and certainly no young man could have more completely won the confidence of all with whom he came in contact than he has done by his intelligence modesty strict integrity promptness candor and perfect manliness in all his transactions aside from bee culture he took an active interest in and was generally at the head of all patriotic charitable or social organizations in his immediate neighborhood in fact he was the leading young man in the town in which he lived but above all his other excellent qualities stands in my estimation his unselfish and untiring devotion to his aged infirm and dependent parents next to the care of his own little family his father's mother's and sister's comfort wants and wishes were uppermost in his mind although suffering many months from the insidious approach of consumption yet fraternal and filial devotion nerved his wearied spirits to active labor almost to the last day of his life i saw him on his return home from his office for the last time with glazed eye and haggard cheek yet full of hope and plans for the future after a few days of rest and recreation but his earthly career is ended and that father's only support is taken away who will take that son's place who should take his place unless it be the beekeepers of america brother beekeepers laying aside all prejudice and all minor points of difference and detracting nothing from any man's merits are we not indebted to the reverend mr langstroth more than to any other person for a part of our success in our noble pursuit or pastime there is one point i believe on which the beekeepers of the country and even all patentees of beehives of whatever kind agree namely that mr langstroth introduced movable frame hives into this country admitting for a moment that that was all he ever did for the benefit of beekeepers does not even that act deserve some compensation from our hands i think it does again mr langstroth was among the very first and but for an accident would have been the first to introduce into this country the italian bee he has imported them every year since and has every year furnished the leading queen breeders of this country with their choicest queens to breed from do we owe him nothing for this again he was the first to introduce into this country the egyptian bee the merits of which are not yet fully developed but the importance of which will in time come to be duly appreciated and lastly mr langstroth was among the first to introduce to the notice of the beekeepers of america the invaluable honey extractor does he deserve nothing at our hands for this gentlemen talk as you will 
Mr. Langstroth has been the pioneer beekeeper of this country for the last quarter of a century, and there is a fearful account against us, and in his favor, that I fear we shall not be able fully to pay. But we can do something. We can make him comfortable for the balance of his days, and still be vastly enriched ourselves through his labors. If we are so indebted, can we not, in part, liquidate that indebtedness now? Can we not make up our minds to send him, at once, some substantial token of our appreciation of his labors of a lifetime for the advancement of bee culture? He and his family and his son's family, now dependent on him, need all that is rightfully due to them. If you feel that you owe him five, ten, twenty, or a hundred dollars, don't wait for somebody else to begin or to join with you, but send a check or a post office order for the amount directly to his address. If you have honestly paid him his price for the right to use his inventions, don't let that entirely satisfy you. Ask yourself whether you have not made too good a bargain, and whether you ought not to restore to him today a part of your profits. Do not stop to inquire whether Mr. Langstroth owns territory where you live. Send him a $5 or a $10 bill at once, and pay the rightful or legal owner of the territory as soon as you find him out. You could better afford to pay $5 royalty on every movable frame hive you use than to use the old box hive. This deferred payment, let us call it, made now, will do much good and will give you a clear conscience, no matter whose patents you are using, for they are still modifications of the Langstroth hive, although they are not all infringements. Brother beekeepers, don't wait for each other to respond, but send at once to this address Reverend L. L. Langstroth, Oxford, Butler County, Ohio, and may heaven prosper you for so doing. R. Bickford, Seneca Falls, New York, August 1, 1870. P.S. I have written this without the consent or knowledge of Mr. Langstroth or his family simply because, knowing the circumstances, I felt it a duty and a privilege to speak. R.B. The Egyptian beehives are made of coal dust and clay, which being well blended together, the mixture is formed into a hollow cylinder about a span in diameter and from four to six feet high. This is dried in the sun and becomes so hard that it may be handled at pleasure. Domestic Encyclopedia Whoever intends to erect an apiary should purchase colonies towards the close of the year, and only such as are full of combs and stocked with a sufficient number of bees should be chosen. To ascertain the age of the hives, it should be remarked that the combs of the last season are white, while those of former years are dark yellow. Where the combs are black, the hives should be rejected, as too old and liable to the attack of vermin. Dr. Willock End of Section 25 End of the American Bee Journal, Volume 6, Number 3, September 1870 by various.